Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And while you were here, you might as well check out the Leeds Podcast Network, where we have six, yeah, you heard it, six brand new shows, Monday through Saturday, each and every single week. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And whenever you listen to them, we are there. We cover the NBA, the WNBA, and we even dip our toes into the NFL. Check us out because we're really good. Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation? Welcome back for another episode of Grizz 901. I'm your host, Daniel Greer, and with us, it's our main chick. We got rid of the side chicks. We got rid of them. We're back with our main chick. What up, Ryan? Uh, it's been a weird uh, holiday week, but it's nice to uh, talk basketball again. It is. It's been a weird uh, week in general, right, with uh, with Joss' injury. But uh, first, we'll go with the family question. How was Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was pretty good. As you know, when you uh, get married, you have two different ones from, you know, your uh, comfortable side and then your in-law, which you're sort of comfortable with. Um, but it's it's fun to have two. The scheduling is always hard. Uh, so if my mom randomly wants to eat at 1130 in the morning for no reason, and then uh, Ashley, my wife's mom wants to eat at 230 p.m., then I'm just going back to back. Yeah. So it's just a uh, recently past couple of years, they've been close like that. So I've been basically dead by 4 p.m. Nice. So that's uh, everything's been done from the 11 a.m. window to the kind of 2 p.m. window. And I've been comatose for the next 36 hours. So uh, but it was all good. I, I ate everything that I possibly could. Didn't throw anything up. So that was a victory for me. Did the uh, meals, did the food, did yes. it live up to your expectations? Yes. Yes. It actually okay. lived up to the expectation. Um yeah, not anything spectacular. You know, the basics. Right. It's hard okay. to mess up. I mean, you can mess up the turkey pretty bad. Oh, for uh, sure. But at least you have gravy to save it, which didn't need saving. It was just an addition. So it yeah. was a good meal, actual good meal. Yeah, it was a good Thanksgiving for me as well. Uh, we have our, our, our normal time. Um, I always make sure I watch my Cowboys play. And unfortunately, uh, we suck right now. <laughs> Um, not a big deal. Not a big deal. We have some issues. Some some, some people out. If you're a if you're a Cowboys fan, uh, don't let go of the rope. We're still we're still holding on. We'll be okay. Uh, but we have our my grandma's side, my mom's side. We have our normal deal. Uh, they're very much Baptist. You know, there's no you know no fun time. But when it gets to my wife's side, it's it's crack them open, baby. It's time to get going. It's the real Thanksgiving. That's when it really gets down uh, to business. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't complain. Uh, both sides are great. They both have their positives. No negatives. Zero. None. None whatsoever. Except for the Catholic. None at all. That, that was none at all. Yeah. yeah Just no negatives. Related. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it was great. Uh, so I'm glad to be done with that, in all honesty, because now it's Christmas time. 
I've been putting uh, up my my lights, uh, everything, literally. And the cool thing now, and I, and I think you see the same thing and everybody else who has kids, they like to help, which is, man, that's a bonus. Like, that's like, hey, uh, go get me my gloves because I'm freezing. And they're like, yeah. okay. Yours is, yours is helpful. Mine are, can I climb the ladder with you? They know you're four years old. You're not allowed to get up on the top ladder to try to hang right. these lights. It's just not going to work. So yeah. mine is more of disgust that they can't do the dangerous stuff. Maybe that's the difference between I have boys and you have girls. Yes. Um, but then they're upset that they can't get on the ladder. Like I, you know, threw away all their toys or something. But right. Yeah. Stupid yours is at least yours is at least are, are at least helpful. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're. uh they're both helpful. My oldest is more the, um, more the helper. She wants to do everything for me, uh, which is great. My, my youngest, which is three, she's the one that wants to punch me in the face just because it's fun. And she wants to climb the ladder and maybe push me off the ladder because it's yeah. fun. Uh, so I feel you. Uh, that's my bulldog. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the game that just uh, happened today. We're recording on a Sunday, so we just happened to get out of the Grizzlies game, and it was a good one. It was a game where they won and ran away with it, 128 to 101. The Grizzlies, they literally just played, outplayed them from the start. It was wire to wire. The Grizzlies won the game. They shot 48% overall. They shot 33% from three, which wasn't great. So, you know, there's improvement there, but in all honesty, they just absolutely outplayed them. And one thing I looked at, and I, I kind of put this out, I've been running the Grizz lead account. So if you have a chance, go follow at Grizz underscore lead during the games when I have time. I've been trying to, you know, put out some tweets, have some fun and give a little bit of insight, we'll say, to basketball. But what I saw a lot was movement from this team because jaw who dominates the ball so much you have more movement and because they have to in all honesty like they have to move more they have to help each other out and have to help create because jaw's not there to do the the superman stuff so with that being said 30 assists ryan if i tell you that the grizzlies have 30 assists what exactly does that mean to you that they're doing not only moving and cutting and getting open shots, but making them. Uh, now the three number, the three numbers, um, the percentage, anyways, doesn't look great, but yeah. it's kind of at average for them. But they shot pretty much everything around the basket, which is their bread and butter. This is right. why they're one of the number one top couple teams in point uh, points in the paint. And that's what they did. I mean, to shoot 33% from three and still shoot 55% um, in the first half anyways. Yeah. I mean, that's just domination from within the three-point line. So it, it came down a little bit, 48% by the end of the game. But that first half was just an onslaught, which I we talked about the game before because, you know, we're going to play some stuff and bet. And – I totally misread this game completely. I did not expect a 76-point explosion in the first right. half. 38 points in each the first and second quarter was not something I saw coming from this team. And I just misplayed it because I thought the Kings, who you know fired Luke Walton recently um, and coming off in four overtime wins against the Lakers, I thought that would be a 
um, kind of a rallying point for the Kings where they're like, okay, here we are without Luke. We just beat the Lakers. Let's get on a roll. And so I didn't think the travel with a day of rest was going to be that big of a deal, but the Kings just absolutely no showed, which yeah. I, I took put too much faith into a team that I thought would have a, you know, not mental edge, but they would be more inspired to play. But this is why the Kings are the Kings. They just were completely flat, had no inspiration, and they were pretty much dead from the beginning. So it's a lot of props to the Grizzlies, who I should have factored in that motivational edge with Jaw being out, all the guys rallying around each other to kind of prove everyone. Because I think most people, and I'm sure a lot of us are like, oh, Jaw's out for four weeks. Yikes. Um, or two to four weeks, whatever it is. Um, this this is going to get bad for the Grizzlies. And they rallied around and put their foot on the King's neck yeah. and stomped them in the first half. So it really was just a first half, first half drubbing, and they just cruised the rest of the way. And the Kings just no-showed. So I misplayed this completely and was pleasantly surprised by the outcome, for sure, even though it didn't please my wallet. <laughs> well, it pleased my wallet. Uh, you... <laughs> almost talked me out of everything and so i went to <laughs> my good friend who seems to support every bet that i do which is bad right that's yes. not, that's not really the friend i need but he was <laughs> uh he gave me really good feedback and he said i like it because somebody has to score and you're going pretty much a 50 50 shot if you're going to either dylan brooks or desmond bain they both hit the above the number which is good uh, and then as we get closer to time there's always the, 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 I guess the bench unit, those numbers come out. And so I always watch for a good bench unit, whether it's a Kyle Anderson rebounds number, or if it's a, a Brandon Clark points number, I knew somebody would have to play more. And so it was really pretty much between DeAnthony Melton and Brandon Clark on the points. And it was seven and a half points for, to go over that for Brandon Clark. And I knew playing more with Tyus, running the show, and playing that style of offense, I figured the Kings suck, so let's go with the big guy as well. And I don't trust Jaron, so that's why I went with Brandon Clark. So I hit on my bets. I didn't give them out on Grizzly because I've sucked late recently, and I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> like I'm not going to put them out when I feel like I've sucked so bad. But I'm going to get catching, back on track. Yeah. I'm catching my groove again. I've, there we um, go. I've gotten my stash of money um, now spread across all three platforms that I mainly use. And so kind of got out of the one trick pony. And so we're doing, doing good, but getting back on the track of what you talked about, 72 points in the paint was big for them, which is really, it's all about them getting to the rim ball movement and the Kings just not playing well. That's really what it comes down to. I'm not going to get too much into the numbers, but Steven Adams having 12 rebounds is big. Jaron having nine rebounds is big. Jaron kind of came alive, you know, in the second half more. But the, the Grizzlies just played better, and they played with more ball movement. And I know that they played a great game. It was the first game after. I think it was a perfect storm because Sacramento, I think it was Fox that might have played, what was it, either 47 or 57 minutes in the last game. Like, he played yeah. – an ungodly number. And I'm not going to be the guy who goes on Twitter 
or one of the people, or maybe someone who runs a big branch in the Twitter world with the Grizzlies and say that the Grizzlies might be better without Ja. I'm not going to say it. I would never say I that. I hope no one has said that. Well, if you, if you missed it, to which it's brand new for us right now, and it's kind of happening or has pretty much tapered off at this point, but someone who is a focal point on Grizz Twitter has said something and it caught Jaws' attention. And as you know, I don't want to be in that world anymore. <laughs> I was there once. I was, I did not add him. I did this time. I, I shared a friendly say saying that I pretty much just said, Ja watches all. All right. Ja is on Twitter. He watches everything. Don't say the things that that one guy said. Don't do it. Uh, but I, I respect Ja and his Twitter game. So uh, you know what? Stay on top of the fans. I, I like it. It's uh, it creates good discord in all honesty, but we're going to, we're going to take it back real quick. So if you're with us, we're going to go back real quick, get our instant reactions on jaw, and then we're going to move forward. And so something we're doing is going to be much different than probably other people will. We're going to look out into the future. Once we kind of get our instant reactions, I want to kind of hear more about what, what Ryan thought initially, but I want to find out what the Grizzlies should do. All right. We're going to look at the next set of games and kind of find out our predictions on how things are going to go. They kind of have a hodgepodge of uh, opponents that are coming up within the NBA. So we're going to go for 13 total games, counting Sacramento games. So 12 more upcoming games that'll get us through the 20th. Okay. And then we're going to cover those games and we're going to give our insight on what the Grizzlies should do. Okay, because it could go one way or another. If we go on a big losing streak, it could be really bad. Winning streak, that'd be great, right? But I don't know. Does that happen? Like, (laughs) we're not going to face Sacramento every night. So uh, let me go ahead first. Let me get your instant reactions on. Jaw goes down. I know you weren't watching it live, but you text like, whoa, what happened? And it ended up being, like you said, a knee sprain. So it's not the worst part, you know, that it could be. But initial reactions, what first came through your mind? I had visions of Paolo Boncaro in a Memphis Grizzlies jersey. No, I I don't know how to say his last name correctly. I don't even think the people. Okay, because I feel like the people who call games for Paolo have they've they've all been different uh, pronunciations. But I just had visions of a top three pick uh, because that. you're talking about for the remaining games they're 10 and 10 now for the remaining what 62 games of this season if the worst case scenario happens job tears his acl mcl something like that and he's out for the rest of the season i mean you st- you start thinking top of the lottery um and i know there are already seven games i've had right. you know the houston rockets but I, I don't know. Like it, it was immediately like a very dark mind went to a very dark place of how does this team survive long term without Jaw? And because it feels like he's the one who he's obviously orchestrates everything. Right. And we are a heavy getting to the paint team. That's where we score a majority of our points. And that's what he does. And I think that was the initial, like, okay, now our greatest strength, the thing that we lean on is gone. So what are we going to do now? So that was kind of the initial freak out. And then to see that it 
wasn't bad. It's just a knee sprain, which obviously isn't good, but um, you know, the best case scenario for what it looked like, anything non-contact like that, where you just start coming up hobbled on a step, like freaks me out. All that kind of stuff freaks me out because it can be foot, Achilles, knee, like it could be anything. Right. Um, so to hear knee sprain on that was the best case scenario you could have heard. Uh, so initially it went to a very dark, deep place where there was a light shining at the end of the tunnel that was a top three pick. Um, but it's a, it, it, that quickly went up, dissipated when, you know, Woj said that it was going to be just a knee sprain in just a couple weeks. So yeah, best case I, scenario out of the worst case, what it exactly. looked like. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the first thing I thought of was, man, like he's he's playing so well right now. His All Star hopes they're gone a hundred percent. Like that that was immediate. Like there's no way he's getting to the All Star game. You know, being out for you know a couple months, maybe he could potentially you know if it's worse than that, like the season's done. And then the more I thought about it, as you know, we get through the end of the night, I kind of had those same thoughts. Like, I, I think I wrote that to you. Like, you know, Apollo, put Apollo next to, you know, Ja, Jaron, Dylan. Like, that, that, I, I'm down with that. Like, you talk about having studs, those would be some studs. And I know I like the team we have but I kind of see the ceiling a little bit right now. Like they're going to have to go out and buy, you know, a, a player because you're not getting another player in the draft as well as they're going to play over the next couple of years, the next few years. Like they're not going to get, you know, just awesome players. So I thought, okay, our pick, right? Okay. So jaw goes down. And then I thought, well, let's, you know, while we're at it, let's hope for AD and LeBron to go out as well. And then we'll, you know, we'll take the Lakers pick and just go get another top 10 player. And then, you know, maybe the Jazz will just somehow fall off. Who knows what happened? Let's just have a bunch of top, you know, you picks. just start constructing all of these terrible, like, right. web scenarios. Exactly. Where what happens if AD gets in a car crash, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> right. like it's, it's a really dark place to be, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah. That's for sure. Like you're act, you're like started to actively root. Well, if LeBron's actually out for eight months, then we've got a chance at his pick. So, yeah, <laughs> so you're I, telling me there's a chance. Yeah, I don't like being in that 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 mind because I yeah. don't like seeing people injured. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Uh, all right, so that's our instant reactions on Jaw just kind of getting hurt. So let's go, you know, through you know, kind of just a a thought process and we won't go too much longer on here about everything, but I want to kind of give your, you know, find out your thoughts on, you know, how do they continue to win without job? We saw how they went against the Sacramento Kings, but obviously uh, the Kings were on a, you know, off a triple uh, overtime with travel win. So how do we continue to win? Okay. And so next we have just this week, we have the Raptors. So we play Tuesday at the Raptors. And then we come back home Thursday, play Thunder, and then we go Saturday against the Mavs. So it's kind of a home, you know, or away, home, away week. It's kind of a, you know, travel back and forth. But it's three teams that are okay. The Thunder obviously aren't great. But that's just kind of on the front, you know, part of our schedule. So just give us your thoughts on how do they continue to win in the next, you know, roughly 20 days without John. 
so I'm going to construct it as we've always, or at least for the past year or two, we've always praised the core and the depth of the bench, right? Like we've always felt like there's one through nine, all about the same, you know, general talent and skill and ability. So there's not like a street, a steep drop off when someone comes in for another player. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is going to be really put to the test for the next couple of weeks. Okay. I think we're really going to know who is a guy that's going to be able to be counted on and that is going to stick long term because that's why we traded Jonas Valanciunas, right? Which yeah. at the time we hated it. Now we get it. I still want JV. Um, and if we had JV, we probably feel a lot better about this situation. But the point was to, like you said, pull out, the, pull off the training wheels and to see who sinks or swim, kind of. Um, so, like tonight, tonight was a collective effort. I mean, yeah. Dylan was the highest score with, what, 21 points, and then it was Bain with 18, Triple J with 17, Clark with 15. That's what it's going to have to be if they're going to yeah. tread water. Because for me, it's all about treading water right now. <clears throat> and I think if you can come out of these next 13 to 15 games close to 500, then I think that's an absolute win. Yeah. Uh, because I think you're going to be right there. You're still going to be in 10 to 8 range. Right. No, I Or the West. Yeah, I agree as well. And I think their main thing that – they're going to have to continue to do is just kind of continue to keep everybody involved. And so when I started thinking of how do they win, like what makes sense? Like I was thinking selfishly, who do I bet on? Right. And so I know I went with the direction of Dylan Brooks because I thought he would score and went with Brandon Clark, but the two people that I really had on my mind the whole time trying to figure out like what makes sense, what are the numbers there? And I think the most important people will be, the people who continue to hold the ball and handle the ball in these games. And as we saw tonight, it's going to be Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton. If those two can control the ball, control the game when they're in, then I think that this team has a good chance to win. And just looking at their schedule, there's nobody on there that they couldn't beat without job. But everybody on there as well can beat them with, you know, without jaw as well. So, it's very much 50-50 at this point because even the Thunder, who are not great, our team is one of the youngest. I don't know if the Thunder are younger than we are, you know, at you know, completely overall. I don't know that, but I know that they're both young and it doesn't take much, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you played, if you're young, you can kind of get off the rails really quick. And so that's why I, you know, I'm I'm curious how this goes. But let's give some predictions real quick. And we want to talk this out to try to find out what our predictions are. But then, depending on our predictions and depending on what the actual results are, where do they go? And so, my simple thing is I want to give out the teams. So, they just beat – they're 10 and 10 right now. They just beat the Kings. They now have uh, they, the Raptors, Thunder, Mavs this week. And then they go the Heat, which is – obviously, it's a tough game. Mavs, Lakers, Rockets, 76ers, Blazers, Kings, Blazers, Thunder. So those all sound, you know, potentially 50-50 games, as I said. What's your predictions on the total of 13 games? We have a win in our pocket. So give me your prediction on 13 games. Um, 
See, I'm worried about every team that's a decent defensive team. Yeah. Because th- with the Kings tonight, the Kings are not a good defensive team. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm worried about teams that are decent at defense, and a lot of these teams are decent at defense. <laughs> um, so I think if you're 5-8 and eight over the next 13, I think that's a win, okay. and I'll take it. Anything over five wins through this next stretch, I would be ecstatic about. So uh, on the worst case scenario side, 2-11. and 11 would be worst case okay. just because of a lot of these teams are good on defense and catching breaks with the Grizzlies without jaw, right. like both, you know, both Mavericks games. That's a break for the Mavericks who I think are right. mediocre, but yeah. playing at Miami, the Lakers, Woo. the Lakers trying to get right. Yeah. The 76ers, of course. I mean, <laughs> um, I know they're just getting him back, but the Blazers in two games who are not great. They're kind of like Dallas, but they're trying to find their way. So it's kind of unfortunate that they're playing a couple of these teams that are directly above them in the West back to back, basically. Uh, it's just unfortunate timing, but I would take five and eight. If they're five and eight, I'm happy before okay. Ja comes back. The worst case scenario is two and 11. Absolute worst case scenario. Okay. Well, I have uh, something similar to that, very close. I have six and seven, and just kind of I went and put down here, you know, wins and losses next to the team. So I thought would be, you know, potentially able to win the games because of our matchup. We do have, you know, the Thunder twice, and these are through the through the twentieth, and so I'm giving Ja roughly twenty four, twenty five, whatever days past his injury. So that should be. Three weeks plus some because Ja is the franchise. And so depending on how they're playing, they might rush him back if they're just, you know, they're they're doing terrible, such as you said, where they're on pace to do two and eleven. But if they're doing five hundred, then they probably hold him out to make sure he's completely right. Just, you know, no questions asked. Uh, but Ja's gonna be itching to get back. So um uh, yeah, like I said, I'm six and seven. So let's let's kind of give our ideas on what they should do and what they're going to do. So let's say the Grizzlies do go. We'll give them three and ten. They've won one. So let's say you know they win two of the next twelve. All right. So that puts them at what is that twelve and twenty? Twenty-two. Uh, uh, tw- huh? I'm sorry. You said two and what? Uh, three, three and, and eleven. Ten. Three oh, and three 10. and 10. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep. So now they just have one. So 12 and 20. Okay. So that would have them eight games under 500 uh, coming into roughly the 23rd against the Warriors would be the next game if he was coming back. 12 and 20, Ryan. What would you do? We're 32 games into the season. So we're not even halfway. What would your decision be if Ja was back, ready to go, healthy then? I'm still have the same goal that I did at the beginning of the season. Okay. I would, I would still go for it. I would not pack it in just being eight games under um, because you have played a pretty rough start to the season. So at some point that's going to flip. And I assume I didn't go back and look at what the remaining schedule is for them after January, but, there is going to be a stretch of games where it's going to be softer, quote unquote, opponent wise. Yeah. So 
I think you can make that up. And I think you just have to be right at or below 500 to at least get you a play in spot. So I don't think it's a throw away the season spot. If you're 12 or 13 and 20, whatever it is, I don't think it's also a rush jaw spot spot yeah. back either. So I, okay. I like in that schedule, if, you know, I would not bring him back on a road trip against the Warriors. You know, if that's his first day back, okay, I would probably wait two games for the first home game. Okay, um, is probably what I would do. I definitely would not be in in any hurry. Yeah, just to potentially make the ninth or tenth seed, which I know the young guys want to do, but you do have to kind of look forward for Jaw, but. Yeah, it, if it's a bad scenario, I still think you can still get there. Okay. It's going to be close, but if you play above 500 basketball the rest of the way, then you should be right in position for that one of those final spots. All right, that makes sense. Um, do you think that's what they do? Even, you know, because we gave a scenario of them being at 12 and 20. Do you think that's what they do as well? The, the franchise, the front office? <sighs> I think the players want to. I don't think Kleiman wants to. Okay. But he's not going to say that to them. Right. Uh, because he said in press conference after they traded JV, which is an obvious downgrade, obvious. But he's like, look, there's still some sense of urgency for us. We want to win now. He doesn't really want to win now. Like That's <laughs> why he took Zaire at 10 instead of, Chris Duarte at 12 or 13 or whatever it was like, yeah, if he wanted to win now, he would have taken Duarte or just stayed at 16 and taken Trey Murphy, you know, but he moved to 10 to move off JV to push the younger players and then took an even younger player. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I don't think he cares about winning, but he's not going to say that because that's going to be very unpopular with the DNA of that group that he's assembled, which is kind of odd. Uh, but the Grizzlies players, I think will do it. And Jenkins will obviously want to do it. I think Kleiman will say it publicly that he wants to, but privately behind closed doors with the other Grizzlies brass, he will not want to do it. Yeah. I yeah, think I he wants the pick. <laughs> I, I believe he he does, but in all honesty, like I'm so excited that this team is winning, right? And they're they're playing well together. Are we playing a little over our heads? Yes, at times, right? We we obviously see when we get beat by you know 40 on the road, at, you know, in Minnesota, that's really you know not where we should be. Like there's obviously that those are two extremes, but but really that we are playing over our heads still. And the reason is because Ja has, you know, played so well and the chemistry on the team. The chemistry is unmatched across the league because they are a team that it seems that they really enjoy each other. And getting rid of JV was kind of a, you know, a shot in the arm for them. Not, not in a good way, but, you know, kind of like, hey, this is still business. But in all honesty, JV wasn't one of the boys. He wasn't one of the young guys. Uh, we haven't seen them get rid of one of the young guys that they were close with. The closest thing we saw was Grayson Allen. And I don't know if he was, he was probably tight with some, but I don't know if Grayson Allen was, you know, getting rid of Brandon Clark. That would be different. And I don't even know if Kyle Anderson is, is the young one, but I think he fits more. 
because he's been around for so long. But if we got rid of uh, a Dandy Melton and a Brandon Clark or Tyus Jones, that's when you see, you know, what this team's all about. Because you know, really, that's that's letting go one of our their closest friends because that's who they've been with this whole time in the league. So I, I'm curious how all all of this ends up going, but. And, my, and, you know, I'm glad that we're on a positive note because some people, you know, even though we're, you know, coming out of a good win, you know, it can be still, you know, people are still down that, you know, this team will without jaw. But even if they end up going 12 and 20, so that would, you know, make them go 2 and 10 the next 12 if jaw didn't come back before then. We're still positive. We're going the right direction. We're still in it. We're still, you know, into a playoff potential. We're still going to have a better record than the Pelicans. <laughs> that's just the god honest truth and we don't have a 400 pound lineman trying to come back from a foot injury we just don't so yeah that's that's a positive right yeah i mean there's little positives like i think the grizzlies are going to be better defensively for the next couple of weeks without job is, uh, is that something that does this actually help them I, I know it doesn't help them because they're without their best player but does it help them because now taylor gets to kind of coach right and maybe jaw has to come back and change his style a tiny bit uh it looked I mean, like it tonight I, yeah i mean there is going to be some sort of catering to you know your number two pick who yeah is having an all-star caliber season before this you're going to cater to that a little bit like he gives them the best chance to compete right like right. his skill set is unmatched to you know most of the nba players yeah <laughs> Uh, there's a handful of NBA players that can do what he does with putting pressure on the rim and scoring over people in that floater, right? Yeah. There's a, I don't know, a dozen people that can do that. So he is a game changer just talent-wise, so you have to cater that a little bit. But Jenkins is from a Spurs and Bucks background, which is all about team, right? Right, right. So I do expect a little bit more fluidity. The problem is, is if that's going to hold up consistently. Um, so I think there's little things that are going to be positive. I think um, they will be better defensively, which will be interesting to see. That's a positive. Um, I'll be interested to see how much better the defense is over the next couple of weeks without jaw. But yeah. I'm also interested to see who gains a lot of confidence through these next couple of weeks without jaw. Okay. And I think you do make a good point with the camaraderie of them because it's going to be like, oh, I've got my mojo. No one's going to feel like they lost their mojo with jaw coming back. Like they're going to want to prove something during this. Yeah. And they're going to be like, look what I'm doing now. Wait till you get back to boss. Like, yeah. That's the way it's going to kind of be, was I that, feel like. That's that what it feels like, like the locker. I don't that know that what that like, was. Uh, what kind of, yeah, what kind of language <laughs> is like? Like, that's what we're going to do, boss. I didn't, we're going to get didn't, you back. I didn't do an accent or anything. I can't, you I can't know, wait till we get to... you back, boss. I can't wait. <laughs> that's just a term that I use all the time for people. <laughs> like, bet. Excuse me, boss. Like, bet. I say that. Yeah, bet. Bet, too. <laughs> you betting, boss. That's where, Every time I get a text <laughs> and uh, Ryan likes bet. something, it's bet. I'm like, all right, bet. We'll be betting. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get out of here. Uh, one, one, give give a shout out real quick to the uh, the Leeds Podcast Network. Uh, it, it's it's really cool and it's uh, doing big things. And we have actually have one of our um, podcasts that we've had on there now was 
picked up by another podcast network. So uh, it was really cool. It's sad to see, you know, the lowdown go, which has been on Fridays, but he was picked up by someone else. Um, and if they're going to pay more, then we kind of have to let them go. Right. That's that's just part of the business. People pay. Uh, yeah. For well, this? you know, that's the rumor on the street. Uh, you know, it's big money, <laughs> big money, honey. And so we let him go. Uh, not let him go. Right. He, he's going. He signed a one year contract, which us. is yeah. which is super cool. He left. But uh, but we have an opening that I just filled. Uh, I want to say it was Saturday. I filled it. So we oh. have a new up and coming podcast. So check that out. Oh, um, OK. We have not named it yet. It is oh. not me. Thank God. I have, I have enough stuff on my plate. Um, but we have uh, we have a new podcast that's coming out. So just kind of stay tuned that something will be happening. If you catch a Friday deal and there's nothing on it, that's why. Like we're trying to fill it. So uh, give us a little bit of time. But but let, before we get out of here, Ryan, I got to get your predictions on this week. The Grizzlies go to the Raptors. Then they come back home on Thursday. Thunder go back on the road Saturday at the Mavericks. Three games this week. Ryan, what's the record? One and two. Is okay. what I'm gonna say for this week. Yes. Yep. I guess if you count Sacramento's tonight, then they're two and two. But yeah, we can't count that. That's old <laughs> news, right? You can't live in the past. One uh, and two after their win tonight. So technically 500, but the rest of the week one and two. Yeah, they're playing every other day, and so we have uh, our producer Cody here with us. So I'm gonna ask your predictions, Cody. What do you <laughs> have? My predictions. I predict two and one. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. And shout out to Cody producing our stuff. As always, it's the best in the business. Watching football in the background, working hard. Hey, I know how to press the space bar. (laughs) Is that because you space out on us or no? Yes, maybe. It's the main focus of my job is starting and stopping as a producer. (laughs) It was always mm. the editing button. Yeah. In case we <laughs> case we, uh... button for editing. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything before we get out of here? I don't. Let's have a uh, good week and uh, we'll be putting out bets. I'm sure you bet the lead and all that stuff. So, yep. And over at Grizzly. So make sure you're following that. We're, we're trying to give away money, but you got to follow <laughs> yeah. first. For sure. Yeah. Follow. If you don't have a uh, follow yet to at bet the lead Ryan has been hot on there as of late. And so I cast, bow, on, bow. I cast on his picks. Um, I took some time off for the holidays slash. I was getting murdered on there on my prop bets. So um, Trey uh, is our other guy on there. He's been doing really well in the prop bets. And so uh, kind of letting him do his thing until I kind of get my mojo back and kind of dial it in a little bit more. So, uh, but yeah, go check out at Beth the lead. Go check out at Grizz underscore lead. You can follow Ryan at RD Meadows 11, myself at Daniel Greer. Very easy. But that's all we have here. Make sure you uh, tell your friends about Grizz 901. We've had a good, fun week. If you've, uh, if you're hearing this, then I've, hopefully you've heard the Eric Hasseltine podcast and the Jessica Benson podcast. If you have not, you suck just straight up you suck but no but for real go back and we thank you for listening that's all we have this week be nice and tell your friends